And guess what, everybody? I have that weird feeling again. Oh, yeah, it's because I am bitter. So it's time for another episode of the Bitter Bistro Podcast. I am Joey Rockenstein, a.k.a. Bitter Party of One, with what will be a fantastic episode. Sitting in the bistro right now, the very smiley, but I'm sure she's bitter as well, Ruth Ann Thompson. Why, hello. Hi, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hey, right. she's already been greeted properly by uh, the bitter mascot, Chloe. Yes. So she will probably be coming in and out of the show as, uh, as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she does. Yeah. Okay, but let's get started now. Uh, I'm sure you've been working in this industry for a long time, but what was your first job working in the service industry? My first job was back in New York City, a comedy club called the Ha! Exclamation point, in Times Square. Club. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They first at first they were in um I want to say it was like between 9th and 10th like 49th Street area and then they moved to Times Square and then okay. disappeared. So now I can say whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're gone now. They're fair game. <laughs> yeah. So um let's see. I was hired at 18 because I had my bartender's license and so that made it legal, I guess. So did you go to a bartending school? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I went to a bartending school and got my license, which was, you know, just printed off of a printer, right. but, you know, it's New York, you know, right. X amount of years ago. I think it's fine. So, uh, I was hired there and probably I'll never forget the owner when he came in and saw that I was hired. He goes, wait, how old are you? I was like, oh, I'm 18. He's like, no, you're 23. Right. I was like, oh, okay, I'm 23. And like, that was that was it for the rest of the rest of the time. And right. Debauchery ensued. And how busy was it like working that bar at a comedy club? Like, did you have people sitting at the bar as well? Or was it kind of like a service bar? It was more service bar. So this okay. is one of those magical instances where you have a two drink minimum, which everybody loves, especially the type of people that come to a comedy club, right. you know, because mm-hmm. that's all they want to do is spend more money at these comedy clubs. Yes. But uh, yeah, that so that experience was actually not my most interesting bartending experience. Um, after that, I kind of bounced around from a couple bars, but then uh, I ended up at this bar, which I think I can name now that it's also closed. Well, we will not name your current place of yeah, employment. Yeah, no. So any former ones are we can yeah, 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 yeah. we can get at them. Well, this one has is closed, and it was called the Red Rock West Saloon in New York City, and it was the bar. So it was the it came right after um, Hogs and Heifers, because the story goes is that there was a bartender at Hogs and Heifers, and one of her regulars there, who was just like kind of tired of. I don't know if you've ever been to Hogs and Heifers, no. but it's a really but fun it's a great place. Name. No, yeah, it's a great place. It's it's the you know coyote ugly type. Okay. But they have this thing where you're supposed to te- treat the customers like shit. Like, it's this weird thing. And so it's not really <laughs> that, I don't know, as a customer, like, I, I like being taunted a little bit, but I don't like being treated like shit. You right. know, like, this is not fun. So they came up with the Red Rock West Saloon. And that's the bar that Coyote Ugly was actually based on. Like, if you see all Got the it. stuff and the female um, owner with the kind of blondish hair, that, right. that was my owner. But they didn't want the name to be associated because it's not really legal. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like the dancing on the bar. And also the thing that they didn't mention in the movie was fire blowing and all the other crazy shit we used to do there. But they also hired me at 20, not really looking at my ID, more looking at the fact that I'd already been bartending for two years. Right. So it was not a problem. But this bar, so there's a few things that you had to do at this bar. One of which was drink behind the bar. And that was I, a requirement. That was a requirement. Okay. Literally, I'd been working there like three weeks, and I got a phone call from the owner. And she was like, oh, yeah, so I've been hearing you haven't been drinking with the customers. <laughs> and I thought this was a good thing. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll take like a shot or two, but I want to be like cognizant to like do the money at the end of the night. And she's mm-hmm. like, 
Yeah, well, we actually prefer if you drink with your customers. And I was like, uh, okay. And she's like, this is why we only have, you know, girls work three nights a week because we want you to be comfortable being like hungover most of the time and kind of like drunk. I was like, okay, <laughs> screw it. So I was like doing like two bottles of Jack a night, you know, just like putting it back at like 20. <laughs> okay, I got to stop you right there for a yeah. second because I've been written up a lot in yeah. my career. One of the things I've never been reprimanded for is for not drinking with my customers. Yeah. I mean, this like, it's, it's kind of like bring up there with like jobs that you definitely want to have. Like you want to have a job where you can yell at the customer yeah. and then you want to be able to drink without oh. getting in trouble. I have to say like as a job, cause you'd think like dancing on the bar and like really skimpy clothing would be really like demeaning. But the way this bar was set up because it was like, made by one of those bartenders it was very empowering like there's no taking your bra off and hanging it up like that's just dumb like right. who does that bras are expensive I come know. on now. i stopped doing that a long time yeah ago. exactly yeah. but um and like there's great stuff if if a customer even touched you on the bar you could kick them and they would get <laughs> kicked out like if they touched your boot they were thrown out like it's, are they taking applications right now yeah, right? <laughs> i want i want to go to there yes. um so uh <laughs> It's just, it was just so crazy because it was, but it was brilliant, like, um, for money for the bar. Cause obviously in New York, they're a lot more like lenient about how much people can drink. I mean, the bars are open until four, sometimes five or six in the morning, depending right. who you know. And to have you drink with the customers makes it so a, the bar is making more money cause they're selling more alcohol that the customers are buying for you. B, you make more money because now you're the customer's best friends because you're getting wasted with them. Right. So it's like just everybody makes more money, but it's so bad for your liver. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, the I downside. Mean, the downside. Okay, so just so I'm clear, you, the customers were buying shots for you. It's not mm -hmm. like you were drinking uh, and not ringing it in. Yeah, exactly. But we could always drink for free. Anytime that we wanted to come in, we drank for free. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it was this just... goes against everything that John Taffer <laughs> preaches on Bar Rescue. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, all the, all the staff drinking, which is fantastic. So you're dancing on the bars. There is fire going okay, on. Okay, like, yes. So let's talk about that. All right, Can so... you pull your mic in a little oh, bit? Yeah, myself... I definitely want to hear that. All right, okay. Yeah, thank so you. there's three specific stories that I'll start with. So when I first started, there was three things that I said I would never do. Like I couldn't <laughs> picture. I was kind of like... A little bit meek, a little bit kind of, I was like, I called myself a doormat. You know, I just kind of did whatever anybody said. And this job was so crazy. So there's three things that they expected you to do that were out of control. <laughs> so one of which, okay, we'll start with like the craziest. One of which is blowing fire, which you use 151. And then, well, they light the whole bar on fire, first of all. Right. And you blow fire. It's crazy. And for then, anybody who doesn't know 151, it's uh, a type of Bacardi rum. Yeah, that's, that's 151 that, yeah, proof. It's so the alcohol content. Don't is, drink it. Yeah, it don't hurts. Do It'll it. hurt. Like if you wonder what gasoline will t taste yeah. like, that's, that's what it'll, it'll taste like. It'll burn a hole in your yeah. esophagus. Yeah, literally. Um, the other thing was whipping guys with their own belts. And I know, this is just... <laughs> and the other There's thing... There's so many issues that I have. Like, first of all... <laughs> Like, I don't, I'm not comfortable if I don't have my belt on, so my pants yeah. aren't going to fit yeah. right. It's, it's just, and they, and guys would pay to have this done, um, extra other than the drinks. It'd right. be like 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> spank with my own belt. Woo. It's not like we take the pants off or anything. Right. It wouldn't be painful unless I have a story where it needed to be. 
Um, and then the third thing, which to this day, like, I, I kind of blush telling people that, like, this is what we did at the bar because they expected it. And when I didn't do it, they were like, you got to do it the right way. What are you doing? So you're dancing on the bar, right? And you have, like, um, let's say the song's Tequila Sheila. So you're dancing with a bottle of tequila in your hand and you're taking shots. And but instead of, like, just pouring the shot down the guy's throat, what you were supposed to do is take the shot in your mouth and then spit it into their mouth. What? <laughs> and they loved it. Like, they would get mad when I didn't do it. Like, for the first, like, week, I wouldn't do it. And they're like, no, you got to do it. Like, you know, and I was like, okay. You how, know, you, you get enough what, shots and you And what it. proximity are they to you? Like, how close are they? You, like, honestly, you can make it as close as you want. Like, it's so hard to describe. Like, so you, like, you can, like, shoot it like you're a fountain, like, across no, 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 the way no. at so, them? No, no, no. So, like, so if I'm standing on the bar, I'm standing over them, okay, right? Okay, right. So, and then I kind of bend their head back. Right. If they have their back to the bar, I bend their head back. <laughs> okay, and kind of feed mouth. them like you're a bird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they think this is sexy. I don't I don't get it. It's so fucking weird. So, anyways, oh god, I loved it. And the chicks that worked there were just so awesome. Like, so the bar that I was actually hired to was the sister bar uptown on like 10th and no, no, no. It was 1st Avenue, 91st Street, somewhere around there. And it was kind of like the little sister bar. Like nobody really knew about it. It was up Upper East Side, like, what the shit is this? Like, the other one was in the meatpacking district. Totally made sense for this rough, you know, biker bar. But this, like, they couldn't really figure it out. But it started to catch on really quick. This one chick, oh, I loved her so much. Her name was Halia. She had this bleach blonde, super curly long hair and just let it, like, hang like a mane. And she had these piercings and, like, tattoos. One whole arm and one whole like side tattoo and she'd wear like these very specific like um, corsets to show them off. Oh, she was just so <laughs> wow. fucking badass. Oh, I loved her. So, she <laughs> this is just, this was my first experience of guys paying to get beaten up, essentially. So, she, we're bartending like, it's crazy busy Friday night or whatever and this guy, he's already had a few and he has a 20 in his hand and he's like, I'll pay you 20 bucks Oh, no, he says this to me first. I'll pay you 20 bucks to slap me as hard as you can. And, of course, like, it's my first, like, couple weeks. I'm like, ah, uh, no, no, I don't, I don't think we can. I was like, ask her. <laughs> and Holly, I bring Holly over, and he goes, I'll pay you 20 bucks to slap me in the, f-. before he can finish face, one hand already grabbed the 20. The other hand smacked him so hard he fell on the bar, and she just threw it in the tip cup and just kept going. Like, nothing happened. <laughs> Wow. Like 10 to 20 minutes later, the same guy holds up a 50 to her and goes, I'll pay you 50 bucks if you punch, before he even finishes that sentence, she takes the 50, decks him so fucking hard in the face, he falls back on the ground, throws the 50 in the cup, just keeps bartending, like nothing happened. I was like, where am I? This is wow. crazy. Talk about just instantaneous, like without a thought, she just, like, yeah, she, just grabbed just, the cash and the other and hand. And like full, like. Would like probably knock the dude out, you know, like right. not just like a gentle like, oh, you're so cute, Pink. like just, <laughs> just, just, just like had at it. It was amazing. Did she ever? Did she hurt her hand at all? Like, no, she's you're punching people. She's so badass. She, like, that's how good she is. She knows how to throw a punch. Yeah, and it's not. I'm not talking about like a big girl. She's just tiny, like very petite, very mm-hmm. like curvy little thing, and it's just, it was just <laughs> crazy. And that's what all the girls were like. So finally, like, 
I started getting into the flow of this place, you know, and like I started making a name for myself. One of my uh, bouncers. How long is how how long have you been working here that you started getting into it? Like you're. It only into- honestly, it took like a month maybe because okay. it was such an like invigorating like release. You know, you get wasted and you just kind of have at it and like really actually enjoy people instead of like this feeling of when you're bartending that you have to like be somebody's servant. Yeah. You know, and like, but this is like you just everybody's you're just a host of this crazy fucking like party with this crazy music and you're doing like we do all these like hula hoop tricks on the bar too like I started doing crazy shit because I was like bored because I got a lot of day shifts as you do when you first get hired of course yeah and so during the day I started teaching myself tricks so one of the tricks oh wait this now this leads into the other one let me go back to the beating thing okay so so now we go back to the the um the belt right so now we get beat guys with the belt now usually you know you put on a hardcore song and you just kind of you more whip the belt up and make the sound more than actually hit the guy okay it's it's more like i don't know if it's shaming or they just think it's very funny it's usually when a group of guys are together and they'll pay for their dude oh whip that guy no whip right. that guy you know so it's not like a weird snm thing it's more of just kind of like a I don't know, just a rowdy getting party again. Kind of just thing. just getting whipped. Hey, hey. It must be a Tuesday. Hey, yes. All right. Just getting whipped. <laughs> so, uh <laughs> two stories on this where <laughs> By the way, great impression of a drunk guy. Yeah. You were doing that. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was right, yeah. <laughs> that was right on. <laughs> yeah, we've seen a few. We've seen a few. <laughs> so, um the only time that I worked down at the the real bar was during the day. At the meatpacking one. The meatpacking okay. one. Like the really like hardcore. You walked in and it just, ugh. It was the most, as my friend puts it, salty bar that you've probably <laughs> ever been into. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I would open literally at 1130 in the morning, lift up the gates, and like 20 to 30 construction guys who were doing construction literally across the street would, would just run in and just pound beers and shots and want, want me to put on the whole show. And during the, the middle of their shift. During the middle of sh- oh yeah, that was their lunch break, quote unquote. Okay. And I would order them pizzas, and they'd pay for the pizza, and like buy a bunch of booze, buy me a bunch of shots, <laughs> and it was just it was crazy. So this would happen every single day, like weekday, and I was only there like one or two days at that point. And uh, this one dude was like, he really he was like, come on, like he'd gotten drunk enough, and he just felt like, no, you're gonna smack harder, right? harder. <laughs> I hit him so, so hard that when, so he had like one of those belts that had like the, the circle, like the webby what it was called. Is that what it's called? It's like those little circle, like metal holes, but it's like all the way around. Okay. I wish I could draw a picture and then, no, <laughs> um, but so it was so hard that you could see them on his back and like oh, that's down awesome. his back. And the next day he came and he's like, I had to tell my wife I fell down the ladder. <laughs> so then so the one time i actually because it takes me so much to get angry like you said like when i walk in i don't really seem very bitter because i'm smiling Mm -hmm. because that's one one way i like i deal with being very bitter like oh the more angry i am at a customer usually the broader and more evil (laughs) the smile i get perfect this one guy back at the uptown place was getting so oh he was just such a d-bag like we were just waiting to find a reason to kick him out because he was just being so obnoxious and so like ugh like even the bouncers were just like almost prodding him so they would like take he would take a swing or something right, so we do could do something yeah. but he's with a group of friends so it was like oh, whatever so at one point like holly was beating some guy and then he looks at me he's like you gotta do that to me and i was like yeah you got 20 bucks and next you know hardcore song it comes up you're mine right 
So you do it. And I start hitting him. And he goes, you hit like a girl. And something in me just fucking snapped. And I took a bar mat. Like the, the thin ones, right. like right yep. on the edge of the bar. I locked his head between my knees and with like both hands and all my strength, just like <laughs> whipped him so hard. <laughs> he screamed so hard. He's like, oh my God, oh my God, I think I'm bleeding. And like his friends are on the floor. Both of my bouncers are on the floor laughing because they know that I'm just like, I've just had right, it just with this dude. Just yeah. this guy. <laughs> and now, so the one thing that you can actually see online of, of some of the tricks we used to do. So one of the tricks was we would hula hoop and I taught myself how to hula hoop and like did all these tricks where you do like two hoops at the same time you can bring it up to your neck bring it back down go down on your knees like do all this kind of cool fun stuff so um I also just because I was bored saw that one of the girls would do this trick where she would bounce a corona bottle on her head while she was standing on the bar and hula hoop wow and she'd walk up and down the bar and she'd go down to her knees and stand back up and I was like I bet I could do that so I taught myself to do that. And then I was like, I'm going to teach myself how to juggle because I'm just, I'm me. Yeah, right. I'm just crazy. So I taught myself how to juggle and do the hula hoop trick at the same time. So how I'd start the bit <laughs> is like, I'd start on one side of the bar, like standing behind the bar. At one of the bar, I would have set up a hula hoop and three, you know, juggling balls. Okay. And did you I have would, a specific song for this routine? Um, Message in a Bottle was one of my favorites. <laughs> Nice. So, so the whole thing about like every other girl was like super sexy and like would do all these very sexy dances. And for me, I was like, I'm so crazy. <laughs> like one of my favorite bits that I would do is that I put on fake cat ears and um, for the, to the song Foxy and I would dance around and pretend to be a cat. And like one guy put up a bus tub and I pretend it was my litter box. <laughs> like, oh we, were just, we were just crazy. Um, so my bit was, is I would stand on one side of the bar and I'd start the, and put the Corona bottle on my head. I would crawl, and the, from this point on, the corona bottle would never move, and it would stay balanced on the top of my head. And I would crawl onto the bar, crawl across the bar to push-ups, <laughs> and then walk over to the other side, pick up the hula hoop and the juggle balls. I'd start hula hooping, and then I'd juggle, walk up and down while juggling. I'd go down on my knees while still hula hooping, having the thing balanced, juggle this whole thing. To this day, I do not know, because the drunker I got, the easier it became. Right. I do not know how that was physically possible. So you were doing push-ups while well, it was balanced. Yeah, the Corona bottle yeah. on your head. Yep. It's I, I might still be able to do it. I don't know. I'm just trying to like picture that like yeah. So you just you gotta like keep your head up yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. You just keep straight and just do yeah. full on push-ups. <laughs> so um, I also got famous for my fire blowing, even though that was one thing I was so afraid to do. But I'd also forgotten at 18, between the age of 18 and 20, I had done some drinking. And I also thought, as most 18-year-olds do, that drinking 151 is a great idea because it's only going to get you drunker faster, right? Totally. Totally. Gasoline doesn't kill. So um, I got famous. By the way, you're my first guest who says that they've gotten famous for yeah. uh, fire tricks. So just to let you know, congratulations <laughs> well, on I that. I mean, maybe more infamous than right. anything. <laughs> um, so because my fireballs would be like nine feet and... I could do them like three of them in a song, three shows, three nights a week. Or right. sorry, I mean, uh, three songs a night. One of my, I remember one of my bouncers was like, how most girls can only do one. How are you doing? So I was like, I used to drink this shit. This shit is so terrible because so what you do is you essentially like throw it on the bar, light the bar on fire. And then you have like a rocks glass full of the 151. What I like to do is dip my hands in water first. 
just, you know, some safety, right? <laughs> right. While you're wasted. Dip, uh, dip my fingers in the 151. Hold the 151 in my mouth while I light my hand on fire and then spit the 151 and make the big fireball. Now, if I held the 151 in my mouth for more than five seconds, the next day the lining of my mouth would just shed. It was just like, and just wow. to think that we drink it just that melted shit. away. Oh yeah, just just comes off, just comes off. So great exfoliator. Yeah, yeah, great for inside yeah. your mouth makes it so youthful yes. and smooth. <laughs> so I had this one day shift where it's a Saturday day, and I was like, "Fuck it, let's go nuts." <laughs> Nobody was there. There's literally one drunk guy who probably had still been drinking from the night before, passed out like on the corner of the bar, and this younger couple. And we just went fucking nuts. I got her on the bar, taught her how to hula hoop, did a whole fire show, the whole thing. Come to find out, it's the main booker for David Letterman and his assistant. Oh, sweet. So they, <laughs> I'll never forget this. I didn't even know this. I knew him as Chris, or I think that was his name, Chris. And like he drank Guinness. Like that's how I remembered him. Right. And um, my owner called me this one night and he was like, hey, Chris, so-and-so really loved your act and wants you to be on the Dave Letterman show. Can I give him your number? And I was like, <laughs> yeah sure whatever like yeah. sure chris so-and-so has you know has these connections wants to put me on a show <laughs> of course so i had just bartended like and as we did in new york we stayed up probably drinking till six might have brought home a bouncer i think and like just whatever wake up at like i want to say nine or ten they call me and he's like hey so yeah can you come down to the ed sullivan theater um in an hour and I'm just like, what? Huh? What? So I like straighten my hair really fast. I like put on some clothes. I tell the guy that's in my bed, just, just, you know, right. hang out. I got to go. I guess I'm on the Dave Letterman show. There's some orange juice in the fridge. Yeah, right? <laughs> just relax. <laughs> so I, I jump into a cab. I run down and all of a sudden it starts hitting me. I am 20 years old and I'm going on national TV that I'm, I'm working at this bar. Right. Oh, shit. And now I have the owner, the managers all calling me be like, Okay, do not tell them that you work at, you know, or that you learn this trick at the Red Rock because it's right. totally illegal to blow fire. So don't tell them this, tell them this, tell them this, but don't tell them this. And so I'm just racing, I'm hungover, I haven't eaten, I'm 20, <laughs> you know. And also, <laughs> Dave Letterman, the Dave Letterman show is me and my dad's show. You know how like most people have like something, like some people have like a football team or a baseball team. For me and my dad, it was Dave Letterman because... nice. I've like I was always an actress since I was really young and my dad and I would watch that show we'd stay up late everybody else would fall asleep and you know he'd be like you know someday you're gonna be on that show and I'd be like yeah why not <laughs> so um that's awesome I'm just I'm losing my mind I'm going to the Ed Selvin theater mm -hmm. so I go in the back and uh, they t tell me what entrance to go and all that kind of stuff and I walk in and like you know they check me out through security and they're like okay we'll just go right this way to the green room I'm like I'm going to the Dave Letterman right. green Look room at me. so I go back in there and Paul Schaefer is sitting there. And I was just like, hey, and then, and then, and like, we get to talking, and he's like, so what are you doing on the show? I was like, oh, I guess I'm gonna blow fire for you guys. He's like, oh, I heard about you. I'm like, Paul Schaefer heard about me. This is awesome. So, at a, but we're waiting and waiting for the fire marshal to show up because he's the one who has to okay this little trick that I do. Right. And so, um, time goes on, and of course, he shows up and he's like, mm, no, you don't have, uh, what is it? don't have a license for for doing that you are not wearing any fireproof like clothing you don't mm -hmm. have like a stunt coordinator no you can't do that and like i was like oh you know well chris thank you so much for having me come down all that kind of stuff and he goes what about the hula hoop and corona bottle trick 
literally all the guys just like slowly turn like what <laughs> i was like i balanced the corona ball and i hula hoop that's that's the trick <laughs> right that's the trick right i'm like yeah do that done so i only have time to, to i still haven't eaten <laughs> to take a cab up to my sister bar grab the hula hoop and corona bottle take a cab back and then we're filming Oh, so God. I run, and that now the phone calls are starting again of like, okay, plug the bar, plug the bar, plug the bar, do it, like, plug the bar. I'm like, oh my God, okay. And I'm still thinking, I'm 20, I'm 20, I'm 20. Oh my God, I'm going to get fired. I'm going to get this place closed down. <laughs> yeah. What is happening? Oh my God. And, uh, and I'm going to be on Dave Letterman. What? So I get there and I don't even have time to rehearse it. Now I'm in the audience and the audience is like this incline of whatever degrees. And also I'm doing it like in the aisle. So I don't know if my hula hoop is just going to hit everybody's head yeah. on the way down, you know? <laughs> so like, oh, whatever. Okay. So I literally, I still have the piece of paper too, where I wrote a little script. Hello, my name is Ruth Ann Thompson. <laughs> because my friend was like, okay. Did you say her name like that too? Like Cartwright? Um, yeah. You get, man, you get sick. Man, I'm a headache. Um, so again. <laughs> awesome. The many my, talents. Yes, yes. <laughs> So my friend Chris was like, okay, here are the rules. Like, Dave is the funny man. Don't make any jokes. Don't do any voices. You know, don't right. don't be silly. He's supposed to be the silly one. So just, he's going to ask you three questions. Just answer those questions. I'm losing my <laughs> shit. I am so still hungover, still haven't eaten anything. And so I have my little script of like, you know, I'm from Montpelier, Vermont. I live in the Bronx, but I work at this amazing bar. You know, like, and like, plug the bar, plug the bar. So, um, we, <laughs> and it's just, it's so funny hearing the backstory because mo most people see it and are like, oh, like you did an okay job. And like, you have no idea, <laughs> no idea. So show starts, I'm just losing my mind. I'm like, are they going to get me? What do I do? Okay. I just sit here. Okay. I'm going to sit here. <laughs> and like, you can tell like when you watch, cause I was so pale, I still am. But like you get, one of my friends is like, I could see you like with the camera all the way out on the entire eye. It's beep, white face. There's Casper right there. Just like white face and scared out of my mind. So um, we start and he asks me a few questions and you guys can watch this on YouTube. But he asked me a couple questions and I just, when he went off script, I was like, ha, eh, ooh, blah. And like, I was trying not to be funny. And then I'd make a joke on accident and like I stopped and looked really scared and then everybody laughed I was like oh okay okay sorry I'm okay now it's okay and then he validated and then he asked me if is it a nice bar the place that I work at and God. there's this long pause because in my head I'm like it's not nice oh shit I gotta say something say something y yes that's what comes out and the whole place loses it and he's like oh well uh, enjoy this at the dump you work at <laughs> you know so I finally I do I do the and I can't believe that I don't drop it I don't hit everybody's head I actually tell Dave to like back up and he's like I don't I don't know what to do I was like neither do I bro I don't know I'm so scared and so I do the trick it works and I go and I like I let the hula hoop fall to pick it up and I bend down to get it and I bend down again to uh to bow Little did I know that I'm wearing a bright pink G-string thong. And when I bent over, it was right at the camera. Just right there. Just big old pink thong. Right. Rocking it out. So uh, That was the punctuation for that, your act right there. Yeah, yeah. Just ding. <laughs> and uh, so they, they kept talking about me throughout the show. But again, I was so scared because he starts, as soon as they come back from commercial, they're like, oh, isn't like Ruthann great? She also blows fire. And the camera was on me, but they didn't use it because my face goes, <gasps> like, 
all the color trains. I'm like, I wasn't. They weren't supposed to know I blew fire. Oh my god, I'm gonna get fired. You know. And then so right after that, right after you know they finished filming, I had to take a cab back up to um, Red Rock up up you know uptown right. and bartend again. So I had, and it was great though, because I got audience members came up. Tom's Bone Malone, the trombone player in the band came up. And then one of the camera guys, the camera guy who caught the sweet song action. (laughs) And he was so funny because he's like, oh yeah, yeah, we got you. But they won't put that on national TV. And I was like, oh my God. Because there's also the point where I didn't realize, (laughs) again, he went off script. Dave went off script. How could he? We, We were joking back and forth. And he goes, well, are you married? And he goes, do you want to be? And I was like, depends to who, thinking he's talking about somebody else. Like, right. he totally, like, pretended to propose to me. And I was like, what? No. <laughs> On accident. Like, totally just like, I'm so scared. I don't know what's happening. So, yes, you can see that wonderful video on YouTube. Where I Do you have it, like, on your site? Because um, I'm going to no. have to post that. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll probably, you know, I'll just tweet it in a little bit again. But it's just on YouTube, just Ruth Ann Thompson on Dave Letterman. And okay. you can see on my little pale butt. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to, I'm going to grab that. I'm going to post it on the Bitter Beast website with yeah. the, this podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely, awesome. I do have one picture. Somebody actually did get one picture of me blowing fire, which I can show you too and like send to you. But it's, uh, yeah, and it's so funny. It's my picture. I'm like, aw, this is what I did in my 20 when I was 20. <laughs> I got adorable look. I was kind of chunky too with my little. Whoa, that yeah, she, this is validated. She definitely blows fire. Yes, it's and back. a lot of it. Yeah. At any point, like, was there anybody that that got hurt doing this, or were there any injuries? Yes. I mean, who was? First of all, here's what I'm thinking too. Who is insuring this bar? No, no one. That, Th- this bar is closed. Not, what do you think? No, <laughs> what do you think that, it's closed? <laughs> well, what's they crazy? finally got shut down by because of no, that. No, no, no. I mean, they they honestly they closed down because uh, just rent was getting raised. I mean, they made so much money. You forget that, like, just you know, alcohol is liquid money. Yeah. And in New York, you don't have to pay your like bartenders shit. It's like two bucks an hour, mm-hmm. maybe three now. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I mean, that bar was crazy. We were the last, like, Hells Angels bar where if there was any, like, problem that we didn't want to, like, have dealt with by authorities, we would just call HA. They would come down and take care of it. And the deal was they got to drink for free whenever. And tell me that you could just, like, hear their Harleys coming off in the distance as they're, like... (laughs) Well, they had their own door that they, like, they had their own, like, door that they would come through and this whole thing. They were super awesome guys. Do not get me wrong. Like, it was pretty funny. I think it was the New Jersey chapter, but one of the uh, the president took a shine to me and would start showing up at every single one of my shifts. And, like, the other bartenders are starting to get really nervous. They're like, you know, you, you can't date him, right? I'm like, I'm not dumb. Right. Like, what do you... He even asked me out one time. I was like, you know... You're you're a very attractive man, but I'm not an idiot. <laughs> like yeah. I like I like my life as yeah. it is. Thank you. But I also think it's so funny that they actually have a president for the Hell's Angels. Mm-hmm. Uh, so oh, yeah. it's, just, it's, it's like, like each. Like, chapter, do we have nominations I mean, for who would like to be president uh, this <laughs> yeah. coming year? It's crazy. I mean, but they they really are like just don't cross them. It's like any New Yorker. Like everybody mm-hmm. gives New Yorkers a bad name. Just don't be an idiot. You know, like right. they're super awesome, sweet, like down to earth people. Just if you're a dick. You're going to get in trouble. Yeah. Like, just don't be a dick, you know? It's crazy. But, uh, yeah, that bar, man. Do you remember out of one shift, like, what was the most money that you made? I do. I made $1,000. Over $1,000. It was a day shift. I was on my own. $1,000 for a day shift. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's insanity. Mm-hmm. I was on my own. 
and it got crazy because this this one company f- like had to let go of nearly all of their staff because they got shut down or whatever. Mm-hmm. So what they did was they brought everybody into the bar and was like, "Fuck it, like I'm so sorry, go crazy, drink right. as much as you want. We're taking care of the tab." The tab ended up being like four grand, something like wow. that. And between them and like the regular rush of like a Friday day, Friday day, it's just so crazy. <laughs> Uh, I used to have to start making a rule of like how many shots I would take because literally I would drink like Patron. If people bought me Patron, I made this joke I would take it. I'd be like, mm, juice, you know, because it was just I literally like that. That was like my calorie consumption, like completely yeah. it was just alcohol. There was this one day where I was like, OK, I'm I'm going to take a tally. Like I'm going to make little nick marks for every shot I take to make sure like, you know, I'll be OK. And by f- maybe four or five o'clock in the afternoon, Somebody was like, oh, what's the tally at? And I was like, hold on, let me go see. You know how it's like in fives? I was like, five, <laughs> ten, And I looked at them. They're like, what? Is it? Is it not that many? I was like, it's, it's 23. Wow. And they're like, wait, what? I was like, I've taken. And I didn't do like mix shots. I mm-hmm. only did Jack or tequila. That was it. Like I never did like kamikaze shots. No. Yay. Like that. I only did the straight shit. And I was like, oh, my God. But yeah, so the most money I ever made was that shift. And I'll never, it was just insane. And somehow I still found time to like dance on the bar. And it was just me, no bar back, no bouncer, no nothing. Jeez. And then, yeah, I mean, so the shift last, I mean, it's a pretty long shift. I opened at 1130 and then stayed till like 738. Okay. So it's a longer shift, but still, yeah. And did you eventually graduate up to more night shifts or like, yeah. So after the Dave Letterman thing, think I'm thinking I'm going to get fired, but it ended up, Oh, the bosses loved it. So now I was this new attraction at the downtown, like the original location, right. you know? Oh my God. We had, yeah, we had some good times, but like, I don't think the owner really understood how goofy I was until I ended up down there. <laughs> Cause so she could see me like in person, like one of my bouncers used to call, well, they all called me Rue or Ruru or whatever. And uh, <laughs> one of my bouncers, he's like, whenever I walk in and you're working, it's like it's turned into a cartoon. Because I, I love, my bouncers <laughs> right. were so huge. I would literally like take a running leap off of the bar and just jump on them and like climb around them like a squirrel. Because they were just, they were just these huge mountain men and they were just the biggest teddy bears, you know? Yeah, I, I got a little crazy. They would have to be for a place like that. Yeah. I can just imagine how rowdy that it gets at some points. And that they just had to toss people out left and right, like a sack of potatoes. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, if they touch the, any of the bartenders, you're out. Yeah. You just, I, I love that like safety of like just even no, there's no tolerance. Even if you're the girlfriend or the boyfriend of whoever, thrown out. You're out. You're out. Now, was there a lot of camaraderie between you and the other girls who worked there? Like, are you oh, guys hanging yeah. out after a shift? Or oh, what's, yeah. Because you're pretty much hanging out during the shift. Yeah. So it just seems like you're taking care of work and your social life oh, at the yeah. same time. I mean, it's work social and obviously, as we all know, working in a bar, love life, a lot of it. But, um, do but tell. Yeah. yeah, right. Do, do tell. tell. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. So the girls were awesome. They were so great. And I mean, I was pretty nervous because A, I was young as fuck. And <laughs> B, like... They were superstars. Like they had been there forever. Oh my God. There's this one girl, uh, Erin. She was, she had been a dancer, but like something gone wrong with one of her knees or something like that. She was just, just magic on the bar where literally like her song would come on and I would just like shut down a few me. I'm like, no, no, shut, shut, <laughs> she's dancing. Watch this. She's dancing. Shut, watch this. Watch this. And she's going to do the trick now. Watch that. <laughs> and they were just, they were amazing. But I mean, for me, like I always connected more with the, with the bouncers. I don't know why, mm-hmm. like, 
they were like the bar the bartenders were all so cool and i mean we would have our dance party usa where usually like we'd finish the shift like kick all the customers out and then just dance and drink until like right. 10 in the morning like whatever <laughs> it's like living the dream you know but um but me and the bouncers man we would go out and get in so much trouble because here's me this rowdy little thing and then like i have now i have like protection so i can do whatever yeah, i want you're you good know? to go <laughs> we just go nuts <laughs> like we went over to uh and it's so funny because if we weren't at our bar we would go to um coyote ugly of course i mean that was just like we went to a couple other bars but really we just go to our own bars because we drank for free so we go over to coyote ugly and get just annihilated and then i never forget this one time where i was like okay we're going we're going to the next bar we gotta go right let's go and uh big chris you gotta imagine how, how big Chris is if like there's Chris and then there's big Chris um had had the car and uh I didn't have a license like you lived in New York you didn't do that and uh he was like all right fine if you want to go so bad drive and I take it and he hadn't hung out with me yet Phil had hung out with me but this guy hadn't and I kind of look at Phil and Phil just shrugs and he's like he doesn't know what he's doing because if you dare Ruth Ann to do something she's gonna right, do it she's so doing I, it. I took his car I was so fucking drunk and had never driven a car before. <laughs> and I took I took his car and I didn't I was just drunk up my ass. So I just went around like a couple blocks slow as fuck, just like like I just went around and came back. Oh we were so we were just I mean there was other other things that happened, but that was the less uh the most legal <laughs> thing that, that uh happened when me and the bouncers would go out drinking. Now when the movie came out, did that did business kind of change or were people expecting things so, like, and also like when they were doing the movie, did you guys help any of the, the actresses like with so their tricks? That was like way before my time. Okay. Um, but so they did get really busy where there'd just be a line around the block to get in. And it's interesting cause like I'd worked there for a while and then somebody was like, but you got to watch it. You're just like the girl. Cause she's a singer or whatever. <laughs> just so dumb. That's not how it works. That's not how it works, guys. <laughs> um, so I watched it and I was like, well, that was tame. Like, that was lame because they don't do any of this stuff. And there's this other dance that I never did because I'm not a dancer, which was like the water show. And they just literally with um, just pitchers of water would just do this amazing, sexy dance on the bar with water. And it's like, they didn't even care that they totally soaked the bar. Right. Like, totally effed up all of like the wood on the bar. They would just like kind of mop it up. It helped clean the vomit, you know, whatever. It was just, yeah, it was a magical, magical place. Man, sounds like it. Mm -hmm. Definitely a profitable place. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like I said, just liquid, just liquid money. Cause so I'm guessing that your experiences here in LA have been a lot more tame <laughs> as yeah, opposed to sure. the ones from New York. It was such a total like flip just coming here. Cause it was, you know, and also I was, I was meaning for the flip because I remember, I'll never forget. I was, uh, it was like Halloween of 2007 and I was at my bar. Cause none of my other friends were like doing anything. So I was like, fuck it. I guess I'll go, go to my bar where all like my other right. work friends are <laughs> and go there. And I just looked around. I was like, shit, like my work life here is here. My social life and my like, like love quote unquote life is here. I gotta, I gotta do something. Like I'm drinking three bottles of Jack at night. Mm, it's time to go. So, uh, I was like, fuck it. I gotta go to LA. Cause I had been on tour. Cause I'm also an actress. Like we all are whatever. But, um, I've been on tour and I was just kind of tired of being on tour and going back to the bar life and touring back to the bar life. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to try out on tour TV. with different shows. Yeah. Okay. So, um, 
so I came out here and I was trying to do a clean slate and but it's just such a crazy world out here like I came <laughs> that's another long story how I came out here but uh I came out here with nothing I was I'm such a dumbass like I just I've always lived off the by the seat of my pants or whatever I had right. no car no license not much money I knew one person who was a regular at my other bar who <laughs> we had met after a night wait I think I'm telling too many stories now no I'm telling too many you, stories. you, you can't sure? tell enough stories okay I mean. all right so <laughs> I had only been working there. Uh, Did, so obviously you flew out here. No. Like, you, you, Okay, wait a minute. You moved from New York to LA. You have no license. Are you, so are, you flew, driving, are you hitchhiking? I flew part way, right? <laughs> okay. okay. So I flew from... The plane can go to both coasts. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I know, so, I know. <laughs> I flew part way because my mom at the time, I think she still lives there, but um, she lived in uh, Norman, Oklahoma. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's totally the wrong accent, but I still like this accent better than whatever Oklahoma is. Um, a lot of Irish people in Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I uh, flew out to Oklahoma, and the whole plan was I already bought my ticket to fly out to Vegas. The whole thing, actually, was I was supposed to go to Vegas. Okay. My best friend, Phil, the bouncer who I had mentioned before, had moved out to Vegas to be a UFC fighter. Hello, Phil. Um, <laughs> I love you, Phil. He's a big fan of the podcast. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. So... Um, he had moved out there and he was like, oh, you got to come to Vegas because all the shows are here. Like you wouldn't have to be traveling. You right. wouldn't have to be on tour. Why don't you come out here true. and try it out? So I had subletted my place in New York, gotten that all figured out, visited my dad in Vermont. And then I'd flown out to Oklahoma to visit my mom, you know, just for one last visit to everybody before I descended onto Vegas. <laughs> yes. So um, <laughs> I had already got the plane ticket to Vegas. And the day before I was supposed to fly out, my buddy calls me and he's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I have to go to Florida and like train these guys for like three weeks. I don't want you coming out here because you're going to be on your own. And I don't like, that's the last thing I want with like no car. This little 22 year old at the time, like coming to Vegas. Um, so he's like, just don't come out here. I'll pay for the ticket. Hold on. I'll call you right back. Never calls me back. He calls me back within nine months. A long story ensued of what actually happened. I totally understand. I love you, Phil. <laughs> um, so <laughs> there I am in fucking Norman, Oklahoma, my money bleeding away that I'd saved up for the trip and still five more months or no. Yeah. I'd subletted my place for six months and I had still had like over five months left right. of like, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> so one of my friends who had just moved out to LA had been out here for like a couple months was like, screw it come out here i'll figure something out my friend's got a couch you can sleep on let's do it and like i talked to the friend on the phone and i was like screw it i'll do it i did not have enough money though for a plane ticket anymore <laughs> i only had enough money for a bus ticket there you go yeah two-day bus ride mm. to la that was kind of a trip though stayed awake the whole time there was like people who were also going to la so we kind of was like this whole camaraderie thing right. but uh but yeah i i it was the weirdest. L.A. is so different than I, I was just picturing it. New York, but on this coast, it's it's not. It's not. If you've if you've never been here, it's not. <laughs> I got. I'll never get a, it. So I got off the bus like a little after midnight. I was waiting for my friend supposed to come pick me up, and I, and I called him, and he's and I can just hear there's bar crazy bar noises going on behind him. They had been drinking at the bar and lost track of time. Oh. And now they were too drunk to come get me. Perfect. <laughs> so he's like, take a cab, I'll pay for it. I was like, okay, I have no idea. I'm guessing I was downtown to this day. I'm like, where did I come in? I was downtown and had to take a cab to the Formosa Bar over okay. in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And I have my suitcases. 
<laughs> and they're so drunk like come in the back door of this bar because it's like close to closing because it's la and things close at like 1 30 yep so i'm sitting there with all my stuff with all these new people that i've never met before that i guess i'm living with now <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> and this guy so love him dave rosenberg rosie love you rosie um is he a comic no okay he does that is i know a david Dave, you rosenberg sh- you should be you should be a comic i know a david now. rosenberg that's why <laughs> so, he's a comic but yeah, yeah. yeah we all call him rosie so <laughs> we had met <laughs> the story goes is that um uh when i first started working at red rock there was the i think it was the 11th uh, anniversary party that happened and i'd only been working there a month or two i hadn't done the dave letterman thing so people didn't really know me I was released and didn't know that I was 20, 20. Right. And I actually never told them all that happened is that I had my 22nd birthday, which was actually my 21st, but then I had another 22nd birthday. And then people were like, wait a second. I was like, ha, gotcha. I've been working here two years. Nah, nah, you can't do anything about it. Um, so it was this huge anniversary party, right? Where they, they take us in a party van, which is, was my first time in one fucking magical it's just a booze van mm-hmm. it's just like let's make it let's take you know a school bus and <laughs> paint it dark well fancier than that but um put a lot of booze in it so we went from like this fancy um <laughs> italian restaurant where i'm sure we would have gotten kicked out if we'd stayed there five minutes more because we we're starting to get drunk and rowdy and then the night proceeded where it was just um bar to strip club to bar to club to strip club to bar and ended up probably by maybe five or six in the morning at back at our bar to just you know finish kill it off. All, yeah just yeah. finish it off you know done and all of a sudden i look at the, my watch i'm like fuck i gotta go open the bar uptown so and <laughs> somebody gives me a ride home god damn did we somebody was driving me drunk home so i remember i grabbed two bottles of wine out of the party van <laughs> while i was going from the bar i lived in the bronx by the way so far away <laughs> um i drank one bottle of wine to get all the way to, to from the bar that we were at to home and then I took a cab down to work the next day, and that's where I finished the other bottle of wine. And when I arrived for a day shift <laughs> at this place, whenever somebody walked in, I'd be like, okay, <laughs> here's the game. You can't leave until you're as drunk as I am, and I've been drinking since 6 o'clock last evening. Go. And that's how I met Rosie. <laughs> as he came in, and I haven't... Well, first of all, he was really surprised because I had, like, Batman on one TV... The cartoon, mm-hmm. the original cartoon. I had like Star Trek Next Generation on another. And he was like, wait, what is, do you know? And I was like, um, yeah, these are my shows. And he's like, right. I love this place. <laughs> I'm never going <laughs> to like, leave. I have found my grace yeah. land. Yeah. So that was, uh, yeah, that was my life for two years. That is a pretty, wow. Did it seem like a fast two years? Like, cause it, I mean, so yeah. much happens. So much. I mean, and there's so much more that I can't say on a podcast. But yeah, I mean, it was just, it was, a, it was a whirlwind. And it was, I mean, like I said, for me, it was, it was more empowering than anything because I was just such a little like, I, I wouldn't say that I was really quiet. Like once you got to know me, I was really like gregarious and fun and like made lots of voices. But I, I wouldn't get to that point for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I was still like. Hmm. <laughs> But yeah, this place, man, oh, I loved it. Like there got to be a point where if somebody gave me sass mouth, I'd just like blow a little fireball at him, you know, just, <laughs> uh, it was one of my bouncers. He was bald anyways. It's fine. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. You had asked if anybody gotten hurt blowing fire. Oh yeah. So <laughs> the, the main girl that I know of, like off the top of my head, uh, Michelle, I think was her name. This had happened before I started working there. 
she now the problem with 151 is that it's gonna light on fire wherever it is so if you bring your hands too close to your mouth while there's 151 in it and your hands on fire mm-hmm. you're gonna light your mouth on fire like and everything inside your mouth on fire yeah and that's what happened to her she had been like as always we were wasted her hand was too close it lit all of it on fire while it was still in her mouth she tried to spit it out but it was just literally liquid fire. So it dripped down her throat. So the inside and outside of her throat got like third degree burns. Whoa. And like she to this day has this little like lightning scar down the front of her throat. And still did it. <laughs> still kept doing it when she was better. Oh I mean, I would gosh. have. So the scar. <laughs> shit, I'm like remembering all these stories. <laughs> um, the, the, two, the few things that happened to me with the fire blowing is that... Um, now, if you forgot to put your hand out on your like leg, like kind of just like wipe slap it out, slap it out, okay. your hand would just keep burning. Like that's just what would happen. Um, and also, like even after it, all the alcohol is burned yeah, away, your your skin is flammable. Uh, good yeah. point. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. it's flammable. So um, yeah, if you don't do that, it just uh, hits the skin. Yeah. <laughs> it's very exciting. So you smell something uh, on skin. God, it's like barbecue. God, I'm hungry. <laughs> Anyone else hungry? So this one night we. Uh, we were, it was like Vegas night. So we we're all in like Vegas girl clothes. And like I had this little skirt with little like feather boa as like the bottom of the like, we'll call it skirt. Did not probably even cover like my ass. But uh, I went to put out my, I was just wasted. I went to put out my hand and instead it just lit the entire thing on fire. Like it just, whoo, wow. like just the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so drunk. I don't care. I'm looking down and laughing and I'm just standing there and all the bouncers come around me and start like patting me out you know like I'm just like okay you just put me out now it's cool like, I'm just standing here being cute but uh and the other scars that I get so I get like scars every once in a while on my hands from the from the fire like if I forgot to put it out or if I let it go for too long or whatever but the other scars is one of my favorite friends Ziggy he would come in and visit me when I worked the back bar now when I say back bar or when I say bar, <laughs> it was two by, not even two by fours, maybe one by fours with some plywood. And it would just kind of go over a couple beer coolers. And it was like maybe as wide as your table right here. Okay. Um, so maybe, what, three, four feet, yeah. maybe. No support on it. And I still had to get up on that thing and clog and do the whole like dance thing up there. But, and I had like just a few liquors behind me with these little plastic shot glasses and plastic cups. It was, I made crazy money though, between, I would only work between 10.30 p.m. and 4 a.m. And I'd always make between four to 600, like Friday, Saturday nights, always, like just easy peasy. So of course I started this because I'm crazy. Me and Ziggy would do shots. He'd buy me a shot. And then these little plastic shot glasses, I decided to be really cool. To, and I mean like the thin flimsy ones, okay. not like the hardcore ones. I'd flip it over and use my fist and just smash it. <laughs> Cause I'm just, I'm a, like, I'm just like a, what a, like a, not Trojan. What were they? That would look like a Spartan. Yeah. Like Spartans. I'm just like, ah, oh, smash. Oh, I drank that. What? Roots and smash. Roots and smash. So then we had to escalate it. Of course. Cause I'm an escalator. That's what I do. That's how I roll. So I would take the shot flip it and we'd come up with different ways. Like I'd, I like hit it from straight down or I do this or then, then I started doing this fun thing where I'd use like the back of my elbow and smash it down. That's, I might even still have. You can kind of see it. See these little scars right here? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Those are still left. But Ziggy, Ziggy had to one-up me, or try to at least. So Ziggy takes the shot, flips it over, flips his head down to smash it with his forehead. When he comes back up, it's still, 
it's still stuck to its forehead. It didn't smash. And when it falls down, there's this little blood U. <laughs> just oh, right, right on his head. Two seconds later, he's like, I didn't do it. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Do another shot. So we do it. He does it again. Pap. Comes up. It's still stuck to his head. It comes down. Now he has this blood W on his forehead. <laughs> he had that scar for so long. And we used to have this deal that as soon as one scar healed, we had to make new ones. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I haven't been to New York in a few years now. So <laughs> there's no there's no new scars. But God, oh, the shit we get the into. Battle scars. The battle scars. Yes. And I remember it. So the first tour I ever did was a, a children's theater tour. And I showed up, showed up to rehearsals in Chicago with these scars, being like, oh, this is from blowing fire. <laughs> this is from breaking shot glasses with my arm. Now, where are the kids? Yeah, right. Where are the kids at? I still <laughs> got my corsets and my assless chaps. Let's go. So do you ever find yourself behind the bar now and just th- seeing a bottle of 150 rum, 151 and just like being tempted there, at all? Well, actually, there have been bar owners out here in L.A. that have been like, ah, oh, fuck it, yeah, because if it's just their friends there, if it's late night, or if like we're having just like an employee party, like, fuck it, blow some fire, Woo-hoo! Right. You know, uh, so yeah, I totally, I still do it once in a while for, for fun, but it's, and it's sad how easy it is to pick up again. Like, I just don't, you just don't forget. And there's part of me, there's been some nights of like working if you have a few shots and like, I kind of get like, I call her Roxy, that is my... My uh, alter ego, alter ego. All right. Gets when she gets a little rowdy and she wants to just party hard. Her name is Roxy. She gets a little dangerous. <laughs> doesn't work out here in L.A. It just doesn't. Um, I don't even think it works in New York anymore. Everything's so like gentrified and like everything's martini bars and very cool and very hip. I don't, yeah, and out yeah. here it's all mixology. Oh god, exhausting. But yeah, so there there are times that I kind of miss it in a way. But then you know, then I remember you know I'm. 20 and mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't want to really be doing that like i you know i have a shot and then i'm hung over the next day for like the entire day so yeah it's definitely i feel like everybody should live in new york in their early 20s because it's a it's a, an adult playground where you there's no need to drive there's no right. cars you don't have to find parking you just get on a you bus or train there. yeah you just get there and you can be drunk all the time it's like madman style <laughs> just fucking just travel with your old-fashioned fuck it yeah but yeah, LA, a little different scene. It's not, I'm very into house parties now. Like I having parties at my house. Right. <laughs> so I don't yeah. have to drive you, or do you shit. You gotta stay put. Yeah. <laughs> just have a few drinks. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go pass it off. See you later. <laughs> I'm just done. Yeah. That's what I've, I've had friends or people I know who've gotten the DUIs who like just mm. like very early on when they moved here from either New York or Chicago, because they were just so used to that being able to walk there type of scene. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and you just go, uh, man, I went to the Bronx, first of all. I lived in the Bronx. I don't. I still don't know what I was thinking. I mean, I loved it. And I was in a pretty safe part of the Bronx. I was up in Bedford Park. But, like, any level of inebriation, any time of night, I would still get on the train. Like, oh I didn't gosh. care. <laughs> I mean, like, whatever. But, but, I mean, most of the time I was making enough money that I could pay, like, the $40 cab ride. But, right, good. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to be on this subway with $600 in cash. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was the one. The one time I like definitely deposited my shit before getting up was the one day that I made a thousand dollars. Even though it was like eight o'clock at night, I'm like, "Fuck this! Put that shit in the <laughs> bank <laughs> before they find me." Bank this. Yeah, bank it. But yeah, oh man. I mean, there was there there was a point too that uh, I found out that you can bartend blacked out, just totally blacked out drunk. There was a good like I want to say like half a year of my last year being there where. 
around two o'clock, I would just clock out. Like I was gone, but I still bartended for two hours. I still did my till. I still somehow got a cab like and got home and I would just wake up with all my clothes still on still my fry boots just reeking of booze and like the you know that gross like just that stuff that's on the bar floor you know what I'm talking about like that's that smell that you can never get rid of off of your shoes and just like my jacket over my corset with all my tips just crumpled into my pockets (laughs) and it'd literally be this game where I'd wake up and be like all right money check phone check wallet check nobody else in my apartment right check we're good we're good Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, and it was so funny because most people, they'd be like, so you're pretty drunk also. I was like, uh, every night. Right. They were like, I didn't believe you until somebody handed you a check and you kept trying to read it until you turned it upside down again, <laughs> right side up and tried to read it again. I was like, yeah, I don't remember any of that. Like, full conversations, nothing. Dancing on the bar, yeah. blowing fire. No, no recollection. Now you're really drunk last night. Can you be more specific? Yeah. Can you about- wait? So, which night? Yeah. <laughs> How and with the guys that would pay you to that to be whipped, yeah. what was the most money some guy like gave just to get the crap beat out of him? Um, it was usually always like twenty bucks a pop, but sometimes okay. they would again and again and again and again. You know, so I mean, anybody throwing down like a hundred? I'm sure. Yeah, I am probably. sure. Probably like especially with Holly, a man. <laughs> That girl <laughs> just punching guys out be, for fifty. She needs to have like something in like a Smith Smithsonian. Yeah. Like a, oh god, oh, I loved her so much. <laughs> and she was one of the girls that really helped me like come out of my shell and was like, "Fuck it, let's party hard," you know, and like right. just have fun and just do what you want to do. Like just have a good time. Just nice. Fuck it. That's great. I mean, there's <laughs> there's only one guy that I actually hit <laughs> that I smacked without him paying me for real. <laughs> so. It was one of the construction guys. I loved them. We we had like this very like, if if they could like make fun of you and you could take it and just, you know give it back, right. they, you totally earn their They're respect. Good. There was just one sweet little thing, Juliana. Oh, she was so sweet. Just tiny little skinny thing, and she came in and um, they thought that I would need to help with a specific day shift because there was like some event going on, and so she came in and all like the. <laughs> My uh, construction guys got really defensive of me. They're like, who's this? She's taking your money? I was like, no, no, no. This is Juliana. She's awesome. And, no, no, no. and they kept kind of like giving her too much sass. And like, and I was like, come on, guys, be nice. Like, she's she's new. Like, come on, be nice. Right. And then like, it kept like, and I was like, you better watch it. I'm going to like, I'm going to fuck you up right. if you keep this up. <laughs> and like, it was kind of like, haha, funny, funny. But no, seriously, shut your mouth. I'm going to, I'm going to like beat you up. So like it escalated, escalated. But I was like, fuck it. And I just came out from around the bar. And I just went, and he was like, he kind of gave me like the what, what with his hands out. And I just bitch slapped him so hard. And what I did is I just ran, just like stormed over, bitch slapped him. He, he, I hit him so hard, he just fell to the ground. I go, bitch slap, now sit your ass down. (laughs) I just walked away. And the next day he came in with his face. Oh. It was like swollen a little bit. And like, you could tell the bruising was starting. And he was like, yeah, so no, no, no. I was like, oh man, how's your face? He's like, oh, do you know what happened to my face? I was like. Yeah, my fucking hand is what happened to your face. He's like, really? I don't remember anything. What happened? I was like, you were being a dick, so I smacked you down. <laughs> like, That's always the best. <laughs> what happened? What happened? Oh, nothing, man. You just yeah, like yeah, passed out. God, it's crazy. You hit your head on the bar yeah. stool. Fuck. Or you can just remind him again. You, can, you bitch slap him again. That's yeah, what right? happened. That's what happened. Bitch slap. <laughs> I just Sit imagined. Your ass down. <laughs> That's literally what I did. I was like, bitch slap. Sit your ass down. Like, I just imagine you go back behind the bar and you got like a tally for bitch slaps. <laughs> like a chalkboard. That'll be like three for this hour. Yeah, right? What, what? Bam. <laughs> yeah, it was. 
God, it was brilliant. And uh, it was interesting, too, because uh, one of the guys, Ziggy, actually, he opened his own bar um, in New York, kind of based off the same style. A little different, though. It's called Iron Horse, and it's downtown. It's a great place. I've been there a few times. Super fun. A lot of the same stuff, but they have it that guys can dance on the bar, too. Which I'm sure is just because Ziggy was like, what the fuck? I want to jam out right. on the bar. Like, <laughs> come on, let me jam out. It was great, though, for as a bartender lady to not have a tune on bar. I know that sounds terrible, but it's just like, because like girls can get drunk and kind of fall over, but they're easy to catch. Like a big, like drunk dude on yeah, a bar. Like a I, can't, much. I can't catch you. I can't catch you. There's definitely, there was one girl that I thought was going to die. And I was so like, I was literally pouring beers and I just saw it happening. And she not only, she fell back and she hit all the glassware on like the other side of the bar. And knocked it all to the ground. And then she started falling. Like, she was going to fall on all of this jagged, broken glass just oh, up no. there. And I was like, I just let go of the, like, beer thing. Just let beer flow. And just ran over and <laughs> caught her, like, you know, Prince Charming style. Just like, oh, nope. <laughs> That's not happening. Just like. And no, it's amazing that nobody, not not more people got hurt there. There's one girl. And it was so sad. She was, like, a regular that lived above the bar and she wouldn't get that wasted and she wasn't even that wasted at night but she was whooping and fell and like broke her okay. leg living above that bar like what i don't think anybody is living if you're uh, above that kind type of a bar so there's a few people there was god what was everybody's names i know uh god justin hill too that guy he now he's funny on twitter i still he still <laughs> writes me every once in a while <laughs> he called me all right so he has his voice i can't even do it but he like he has his great voice when he's talking and, it's like Gilbert Gottfried? Yeah, but not really. I don't know. He's got this low, I can't even do it. It's so good. He's this like, like <laughs> kind of muscular, really pale blonde guy. Lots of tattoos. And he, uh, he started calling me Mo. <laughs> and I was like, why do you call me Mo? Because at the time, I was like dating a bunch of guys, but it was all like black guys, Puerto Rican guys, all that stuff. And he's like, yeah, I call you Mo for minorities only. <laughs> and I was like, jeez. This man, this guy, he had so many tattoos and each of them were like, each of them are like a really important meaning, right? Mm -hmm. But there's one tattoo because whenever he would, he would like call me on the bar phone and be like, hey, hey, what's going on at the bar? Is it worth putting on pants? Because, you know, he lives above, like he's not wearing pants, he doesn't care. So he actually got this tattoo on the inside of his leg, like way up high that just said excuse. So he always has an excuse to take off his pants. Oh, God. It's so good. <laughs> this, oh, I loved him so much. And then when I, when I first was living out here, I was dating somebody like 18 years older than me. And he's like, all right, well, I'm going to call you Mao from now on. I was like, Mao? What, why is it Mao now? Yeah, how's he get that? <laughs> For middle-aged only. For what? <laughs> middle-aged oh only. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this kid, everyone's all get like texts from him because he'd call himself the God, what is, El Diablo. No, no, no. What was it? Oh, you playing with a toy thing? <laughs> She's like, I won't be a part of podcast. Oh, Joey, Joey, Joey. I got stories. Oh, she does. She does have some Man. stories. Bitter. Squeak, squeak, yeah. squeak. No squeak toys. <laughs> hey. but, okay. but I want to, Dad. <laughs> no squeak oh. toys during podcasting. Uh, yeah, I'll get I'll get a text from him every once in a while who's just like, Love, hey Mao, I miss right. you. Love El Diablo. <laughs> like, right. P.S. You're gay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I love that kid so much. But yeah, I have to say, like, the the best group of people i've ever known and like the friends that i'm still like close with through facebook and text and all that kind of stuff are my friends from new york from nice. red rock and i mean it's interesting because like my first bar the the comedy club 
I was sure that was like going to be my place because I always wanted to be a comedian when I was little, you know, little did I find out that, you know, not all comedians, but most comedians at that type of place are very uh, <laughs> degenerate kind of jerks <laughs> and uh, are uh, not very, they're kind of shallow because yeah. they're looking for that next buck. They're looking, you know, to, to move on from where they are. So yeah, that was not, that was not the best <laughs> group of friends that I n- knew. There's still some people that I keep in contact from that, but yeah, definitely like the the Red Rock West Saloon, that crazy, wow, crazy place. There's just nothing like it. I think there's like a few we- like uh, Facebook pages devoted to it because there wasn't really MySpace. I mean, the MySpace started like a little bit before I left. Okay. When I was there, and like I was like, fuck it, I'll use MySpace to kind of like bring parties here and that kind of stuff, and like set up like I did like Hula Night or like Hawaiian yeah. Night or whatever. But yeah, there wasn't like that social media like attention and not not many people were using like, God, what year was that? So what did when did Twitter start? Like 2009? Yeah. Oh, my God. There wasn't even yeah, Twitter. 08, 09. Oh, my God. We're so old. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was just not many people like the only way you knew about it was if it was your neighborhood bar mm-hmm. or, you know, you knew somebody that was and I'll bring him in. Like there's this one guy that brought in like I could tell it was like a first or second date or something like that. And she walks into the bar and it's kind of a slow night. It's like a Monday night. She's wearing this pretty sundress and she gets this look on her face, like just totally disgusted by the place. And she walks up and she's like, what does that smell? And I was like, does it smell like rotting wood and vomit? She's like, yeah. I'm like, it's probably the bar. <laughs> and she's like, um, can I have a Cosmo? I was like, nope, there's no martini glasses, no nothing. Um, uh, what kind of Pinot Grigio? No wine, honey. Like it's beer and it's liquor. Yeah. We have some sodas. <laughs> like that's, that's what we got. And like, she was so like fruity tooty for like a half minute. And then I got her enough shots. So she was dancing on the bar, screaming like, I want to work here. Yeah. It's like, yep, that's the type of place this is. Like you come in like judging it and nope, it's the best place you ever. leave with an application. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's awesome. Well, I hate to do it, but I'm going to switch gears real quick. Oh yeah, yeah. We, uh, Ruth Ann been talking about bitch slapping some people <laughs> and I would like nothing more than to bitch slap the people who write their dissertations on Yelp. Like this person. Ruthann's already shaking her head. I love it. It just gets me so angry. They think that they know, but they don't know what they're talking about. So the internet is this amazing thing where it's it's glorious because it gives us so much information, but it gives these people these false senses of like fame or importance or entitlement. That's exactly what it is, the importance part. Like they think that they're important and what they have to say. Yeah, and this chick that we're about to read from, she has like five followers on, and it's so interesting because I feel like most of the people that write these types of reviews on Yelp don't actually use Yelp because if you use Yelp, all you're doing is seeing like, What's around me right now? Mm-hmm. Oh, this. What are the prices? Perfect. I'm gonna go there. Yeah. Like it's not about like the atmosphere was kind of this. The waitress was kind of a bitch and did not give me everything I absolutely wanted when I wanted it. <laughs> just like seriously, we're just human beings. Like, why? Why do you think you're better than me by coming into my bar or my restaurant? Why? Yeah. We start, need to start yelping them. Yes. Oh, yes. Please. Okay, wait. There's got to be a way to do it. All right, yeah, here we go. Yeah, let's read it, and, okay. then, and then we'll really rip her. <laughs> you guys can find her on Yelp. It is Veronica L. from Los Angeles, California. <clears throat> Veronica writes, This place is a joke. Right off the bat, she's getting yeah, to it. Yeah. Why anyone would wait to eat here is a mystery to me. I came here late in the afternoon after doing some shopping. Despite not having to wait... I totally regret coming here. 
So she doesn't understand why people wait, but she didn't have to wait. Right. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. So it was kind of good, but... I just... Go on. Go like on. most of them, <laughs> yeah, they yeah. already... They contradict themselves left and right. So she continues. Everything on this menu is over $25. So I expected good shit. Well, you shouldn't really be eating yeah, shit Yeah, anyways. I mean, she's, she's a classy broad, yeah. obviously. She likes her shit <laughs> yeah. good. But the food was awful. My BF's burger, boyfriend, was raw. Raw as in cold inside. My salad was okay, but you can't really fuck up a grilled chicken salad. Unless you charge 25 bucks for it. Oh, wait. That's right. It was more than $25. Okay, I want to let people know, too, that she is yelping the Ivy which is a restaurant that's been here in L.A. for a long, long, long time. Yeah, it's a celebrity so, place. Yes. Like, it's, it's, it's made a, for people to, that make to millions of be dollars. seen and yeah. be seen, whatever that. So she continues. The decor is horrendous. It looks like a grandma's house, but in a really bad way. It's cramped and ugly. So, so fucking ugly. We don't really need to know what you think of the decor. What I mean, look, it's just, it has nothing to do with the rest. Also, you're going to a restaurant in the day. Everything <laughs> looks shitty in the day. That's a good like, point. Yeah. If you ever go to a bar, like let's say your favorite like club or whatever, and you go there during the day, it looks like a fucking shithole <laughs> because A, you're not drunk. B, there's lights on, you know, like you can see everything. That is an excellent point. Yeah. It is so, that is very, very true. It does look different. But this place in itself, the Ivy, it looks that that's the way it looks. That's like just, that's, that's, the, the style. that's the design. That's the way it's supposed to look. Like, are you okay, so not only are you a food critique now, but now you're like a decor critique? Like right, who yeah. the fuck are you? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> what you have written means nothing. This the Ivy Hey, a little easy oh, with a squeaky oh, toy we, over we there. Found right? the new squeaky. Thank you. A little easy with that. <laughs> We're trying to read this Yelp review, Chloe. <laughs> Very, it's very important yes. Yelp review from this very important person. All right, I'm just gonna back go back to what oh, yeah, she's yeah. saying. All right, she continues. We did order one alcoholic drink, which was too disgusting to finish. It was syrupy and had too much alcohol. That's usually not a problem. Too right. much alcohol is great unless it's shitty alcohol. Come on, guys, you're charging 15 plus bucks for a drink, yet you put Stoli on the menu. I wanted, if I wanted to drink crappy alcohol, I'd go to a frat party, not my grandma's house. Well, not only now she's insulting this place, she just insulted her grandmother at the same what time. I shit. Yeah. I mean, she's just, she's more important than everybody, I guess. Right. And the hell. Usually old people have their choice of alcohol for a reason. That's, they stick with that yeah. because it's good. I'm guessing that she's like more of a, like a Vox drinker or a... Uh, oh, yeah. Only Grey Goose. Right. Or uh, what's that, what's... P. Diddy's vodka uh, starts oh, with Ciroc. Oh, Ciroc. Yeah. Fucking Ciroc. I mean, they people are going for these trendy vodkas now. Like something like Stoli, that's been around forever. Does anybody remember when Trump came out, by the way? Do you remember Trump vodka? No. Oh, yeah. It Please. totally happened. It totally <laughs> happened. We had it at our bar. It was terrible. Oh, my God. It was amazing. I, I was like, fuck you, Trump. And it was like Trump and huge writing like across it. It was, oh. Oh, amazing. But anyway, ridiculous. Anyways, back to the so so this chick, this is what's amazing about this chick, right? So, A, if you're going to a restaurant, you know how much it costs. You always read the menu right. before you go in. If you think that $25 is too much for a salad, it's not going to be good enough for you, it's no not- matter what it is, cuz that's not the point. This is not a restaurant catered to you. Obviously, if you think that's too expensive, if you're like, oh, I want to eat at this fancy restaurant, let's go in and not even pay attention to the prices, that's the type of place for you. 
Like it's just it's amazing when people like the that the price point has has anything to do with the review because obviously this place is genius. It's been around for a long time. Celebrities go there all the time, so to keep the riffraff out and also to like make tons of money, they charge a lot of money right. for their stuff. And like I was reading their menu, it's very like delicatessen type stuff and like if you're into that and if you can afford it, that's the place for you. Exactly. Like, what are you doing, lady? And I looked up to see like the drink that maybe she got. It's not, it's Stoli Elite. Like it's their highest type right, of Stoli that all the drinks are made with. And the only drink that like she kind of described would be, I think it was like a blue something where it's just, um, and it's, it's amazing when people like are surprised how a drink tastes, even though the ingredients are right Listed. there. Yeah. All it is, is vodka muddled with blackberries and a splash of lime juice. Obviously, you're going to taste vodka. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the most incredible thing to me when people are like, so what does it taste like? I'm like, well, it tastes like vodka <laughs> and it tastes like blackberries. <laughs> Do you like those things? Excellent. You're going to love yeah, this, this drink. It's going to be great for you. Yeah, it's just going to be perfect. Oh, you don't like vodka? Don't order that drink. So this drink is not syrupy at all. It's just Yeah, it's it there's no syrup. Like none of none of their drinks are syrup. It's like it's all muddled fresh stuff and it's just But again, who who are you? Who are you to be telling this? Right. Like what what are you doing? And uh just you're not a food critic. Oh, the, the the meat was cold. Oh, that's because when beef is very good beef, you don't want to burn it. You want to actually like enjoy the beef. Like if you want to go to fucking like Carl's Jr., get a well done burger yeah, that's there. That's what you're gonna get. Yeah. The whole point is like not overcooking your meat because it's good meat. Well, she also doesn't even mention like what temperature they ordered it at. So did it yeah, come yeah. out was it the wrong temperature or do you just think that it was cold? All together. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, if he maybe he ordered it rare because yeah. I'm the idiot that does that at every bar I go to, no matter where. And I'm like, give it to me. I want it still mooing. <laughs> yes. But just it's this entitlement. And it's especially out here in L.A. where it's just it's just crazy to me because people really think that 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 it's important enough. And I think it's really cowardly. So let's say you did have a problem with it. Why did she speak to the manager? Of course not. Of course not, because if she did, she wouldn't have to be doing this. And what is this? This is just like a way uh, of hiding. Yeah, a way of hiding, just complaining about somebody behind their Mm -hmm. back. It's like if you have a problem with something, just be like, hey, listen, so I just this is too cold. Is there any way that we can get this recooked? Sorry, this drink is really syrupy. I hate to do, you know, something. Yeah. But no, what you want. No, you're a cheap person who went to a really fancy restaurant and just wanted to bitch. They just go out to have a bad time. Like the moment yeah. she saw that the price, that it was ruined. Yeah, she didn't her. even need. Yeah, and like the whole thing, she's like, I don't see why people wait for this place. I didn't have to. And uh, you got lucky. You went on a slow day. <laughs> like so, what? Yeah. Where's the problem? Like you, you didn't have to wait. Yeah, it's the, just it's good. There are no problems here. Like she points at, she even writes it herself, but she probably didn't even know that she was writing. That yeah. she, there are no problems. She just was love to hearing herself. Yeah, talk. Like, oh, that sounds really good. Yeah, yeah, that makes me feel like I know what I'm talking right. about. Well, yeah. Veronica finishes. Staff looks confused and indifferent to everything. All right. God, I went to because you're a bitch <laughs> and you're really annoying. <laughs> I went to the bathroom and they had potpourri and samples of Adidas cologne. Really? I feel like whoever owns this place just stopped caring. Someone shut this horrible restaurant down. Oh, oh, we're we're going to listen to you, Veronica, right. because obviously you are the biggest name in with your five right. followers on Yelp. Like, who has followers like, on um, Yelp? Britney Spears comes here all the time. I think we can do yeah, it without think, you, Veronica I L. I think we're doing okay. Right. But it's, oh, God. It just, it's amazing to me. It's also this, like, this feeling that 
customers don't realize that if you're a bitch to me, I'm not going to keep being nice to you. Right. Like, why, why would I be nice of you if you're being a, ter- like people, I am for- like that. I am almost a reflection of yeah. the energy that I'm getting from customers because, and, but that's humans. We're all human. Yeah. Like if you show up to a place and you act like a bitch, I can't, I can't <laughs> be nice to you. Like, why would I give you good service? I'll give you service. You know, of course I'm going to look like distant and confused and distracted. Cause I don't want to deal with your tomfoolery. <laughs> and I love it when they act surprised that I'm giving attitude back after receiving a lot of attitude mm-hmm. like they're so surprised that i would do i'm like you were just doing that like i'm like you, you, you we're, you're talking to a yes. person i'm not <laughs> your servant like that's what's amazing to me too is this like this feeling of even if we make the same amount of money and like have had the same life experiences just because i am serving and you come into my restaurant or bar suddenly i'm your servant yeah. which is not the case. I'm just working my job. It's And it's, I feel like it's one of the only industries, well, no, probably like most other industries are like that, but it's not like if you show up to somebody's like, because most places, if you show up to their job, you almost respect them, you're more respectful because you're at their job. You know, if, if you go to like a, I don't know, like an ad agency. Yeah, or you're in someone's office. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're just generally like, you know, more proper and mm-hmm. more cordial. And But something about like being a bar, you're supposed to serve me now exactly what i want i need i need this instead of that and that instead of this my favorite is when people like change the drinks on the menu and then are surprised when it doesn't taste good yeah, hello here's the thing you're not a chef or mixologist <laughs> you don't know how to make stuff that's why you're here like or change this on the side i'm gonna get this instead of that i didn't like that oh really oh why don't you try the stuff that our like executive chef came up with yeah. not you who has a bachelor's in english like <laughs> this fucking <laughs> it doesn't work that way Well, Veronica, as we say here in the bistro, you got Yelp. All right, guys, we're going to finish up with what we call the daily specials. Ruth Ann does not know about this. It is 10 rapid fire questions. I'm going to ask you these questions rapidly. Okay, rapid. Hence the rapid fire. You will give me a rapid answer. Okay, I'm going to try. If possible. If it doesn't happen, it's fine. But, you know, do the best you can. Okay, the daily specials. Have you ever spit in a customer's drink? No. How many coworkers have you hooked up with? Uh, well, bouncers, a few. <laughs> when you go out to eat, do you evaluate your service? Not really, no. Will you say something to your server or bartender if the service is bad? No. Unless, like, unless I actually have a problem with it. Like, if I if I haven't seen my server, just be like, hey, I haven't seen my server, I just want to order this. Like, right. it's not to get that person in trouble. I just really want this drink. Yeah. Can I just have this drink? Don't worry, just add it to the tab. It's all cool. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go back and sit down and drink right. this. Bye. I can Bye. make the drink myself. Yeah, if you you want, want, I'm, I'm just, cool. I just, I'm... it's cool. I just, I just want to get drunker. Is that okay? Right. Number five, best tip you've ever received. We kind of covered this. Oh no, we didn't. Right. This oh, is that a was total... a one day tip for your day shift. The day shift. No, no, no. Okay. But I had from one dude. He tipped me, and this was actually out here in LA. I think over six hundred dollars. Nice. Yeah, he was just this awesome dude who, whenever. He was the only person at my bar, but every once in a while, like somebody would come in from the restaurant, order a drink, and then walk away. He would buy anything that they got and would tip me like a hundred bucks each time. Sweet. Yeah, he was fucking awesome. He needs to come back. Yeah. Six. Is it harder to wait on girls or guys? Yes. <laughs> I think that's the best answer we've gotten for that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm, I would say in LA, girls. Seven. Best excuse you've used to call out sick best excuse i've ever used well i mean <laughs> there was one time that it, well my poor poor people that i work for right now i actually if by best it was actually really really bad where uh i was internally bleeding and in the hospital 
and uh, they couldn't figure out why. And I thought I was like in an episode of ER because I was like, wait, I'm what? Because I thought it was like, I thought it was just like an appendix, like whatever. And like, oh yeah, yeah, that bloating, that's not like gas. You're filling with blood. I'm like, what? The, what? Like it was a Tuesday. What? What? Yeah. So that was that was my best excuse because I was hospitalized for nearly a week. No, like four days. And they, but they couldn't figure it out. Finally, had to give me blood transfusion. So. Oh wow. Yeah. It was <laughs> not the most fun excuse, but definitely. The- because, I mean, my, my bar in New York, man, I would, it didn't matter how hung out, how hungover I was. I would just go throw up downstairs and come back up, drink some more, throw up. There's one girl, like, that, that same back bar I was telling you about. There was, like, a door that led down to, like, the office, the basement, essentially. And so she used to just, like, take a shot. And she'd get a little sick. She'd open the door, just throw up down the stairs, nice. close it, and keep doing it. Like, yeah. drink again, throw up down the stairs, close it again. <laughs> awesome. I'm sure you had to come up with a doctor's note, too, to go back to work after you have that internal yeah. bleeding. Yes, I did. Well, so funny story is, is that like the one of the managers was like, oh, we really need you back. And I was like, well, okay, I'll come back. My boyfriend drops me off. I can't even walk. Like, if anybody's had any sort of, like, injury in your abdomen, you can't walk. Like, you're done. No. And I, so I'm literally doing this, like, little kind of old lady shuffle, like, just, like, one step barely at a time. And I'm trying to set up the bar. And the owner walks in and he sees me. I'm literally like pulling one bar mat at a time because I can't, I'm not allowed to lift anything either because it will be rupture. Like, I'm just like, I'm such a hard worker. I can do this. I'm lifting one thing at a time, like shuffling. He's like, no, no, no. What are you doing? Do you have a doctor's note? I was like, no, but he said I needed to come. He's like, no, 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 no. Get out of here. And like my boyfriend came pick me up and I was like, okay, bye boss. And I start walking, but it takes me like, like 10 minutes to get from the bar to the door. And he's like, uh, do you need help? I'm like, nope, just, uh. It's gonna get going. Yep, yep, yep. There we go. <laughs> nice. Number eight. Have you ever been tipped in anything besides money? Um, one time a guy tried to, but I was so naive I did not understand what was happening. He he shook my hand and he put a little tiny baggie full of fucking cocaine, like that much. And I didn't because I was like, again, twenty. And I just, I have it in my hand. Of course, I open my hand wide. I was like, what's this? And he looks at me like, and he snaps back out of my hand. He's like, I was like, I don't, I don't think you want to give that to me. I don't know what to do with that. I don't, I don't know. It'd be great if you started waving that around the bar. Just like, who wants a party? (laughs) Number nine, worst thing you've ever been written up for. Wow. Uh, Worst thing. Uh... Like, worse is in, like, I did something really bad, or, like, really, really, you're writing me up for this. Um, hmm. It's actually out here in L.A., this one place. Oh, I'm so glad that I worked there for only, like, a few months. And this is actually the reason I left, so... What place? Um, oh, I can say the name? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Calendars Bar and Grill on Wilshire near Fairfax. It's a calendars, that horrible diner, but it, they try, they're trying to be, like, a really fancy, like bar and grill right? it's amazing it's the weirdest like place ever where you have to wear like the the shirt and tie and everything has to stay buttoned i don't get when you have to be a bartender and have like the cuff buttoned all the no, way like to your that. thumb that's fucking insane it's disgusting so um really busy lunch shift and you know <clears throat> we're going we're going through and somebody had just left the money for their check and left and it was a hundred dollar bill and i kind of held it up so light i had the line in the right place i was just fucking crazy busy so i kept going it was a washed $5 bill to print it out to look like. Because the oh. old, I don't know if you remember, the old, by old, God, what, six years ago? Maybe more? Six to eight years ago? The old um, $100 bills, it was just a line, like a red or whatever line. And then on the $5 bill, the line was in the same place, but it was a different color. Right. 
So I just held up the light, whatever. So this guy, this manager who was rightly fired um, not too long after this, was like, all right, well, we're confiscating this, but you have to pay the money. And I was like, no, you have the $100 bill. It's not mine. You have it. That's the money. He's like, no, well, if you don't pay this back by whatever time tomorrow or when you come back to your shift tomorrow, you're fired. And so what he did was at the end of that shift, he took all my tips. And then he was like, if you don't, you know, and of course, like we made no money. They're like, what was that? Like 25, 30 bucks at the end of the day. That's your money. That's my money. So he he took it and he's like, and if you don't have the rest by the time you come here um, tomorrow for your next shift, you're fired. I was like, I don't like, I don't, this is like the first job I got out here in LA. Like I just, <laughs> I'm just trying to make my way. Like I have no money to my name. I still don't have a car. Like I'm trying to save it for a car. And then I, I called up the corporate office and of course the guy was like, oh, oh, oh no. Oh, this is going to be solved. You can go into your ship tomorrow. Do not worry. It'll be taken care of. And of course when I walk in, like the guy, you can tell he got his ass handed yeah, he to did. him. Good. Like, Here's your money. And I just want to apologize. I looked at him. I was like, all right, I'm putting my two weeks in because this is some bullshit. <laughs> like I am done. But yeah, that was the, that was the dumbest thing. Like, wait, no, that's, that's your money. It's not my money. Yeah. Don't take my money. Like. And even the cops were confused because, like, the cops, like, came and we talked about it. And then the cops saw that, like, he wanted to keep it. But the cops were like, no, 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 we take that because that's evidence. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, the fuck? What? Yeah. So that Weirdo. Was, that was, yeah, that was the weirdest thing. And number 10, knowing what you know now. If you could go back in time and talk to your younger self on your first day of working in the service industry, what would you say? Just... Don't don't ever think that the manager is going to be your boyfriend. <laughs> that is solid advice. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Ruthann Thompson, and that has been our episode of the Bitter Bistro Podcast. Ruthann, or Ruru, yeah, as Ruru, I used to call yes. you. <laughs> Where can they find you on Twitter, Facebook? Are you promoting anything right yeah, now? Yeah, I mean, uh, not much right now, just some acting stuff, you know, the huge. But uh, yeah, if you want to follow me, I'll uh, tweet some of those old videos and pictures and stuff for you guys to see. It's just uh, Rue underscore, so R-U underscore Thompson, T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N. Instagram is the same. Nice. Really easy peasy. Find her, follow her, and who wouldn't want to see those videos? I mean, that's that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be posting those, so yeah. that's going to be fantastic. As usual, you can find The Bitter Bistro on Twitter at The Bitter Bistro. Facebook, like me on there if you like to like things i guess at the bitter bistro uh everything bitter can be found at www.thebitterbistro.com you can find us on itunes stitcher podomatic here live right now yeah yeah with chloe oh who's out she's done done. yeah she can only podcast for so long uh this has been a lot of fun i definitely want to have you back on the show thank you anytime oh great i appreciate that um i'm joey rockenstein aka bitter party of one remember servers don't pay their rent with compliments